So grateful to the Lord to be with you as we continue. Uh, tonight, we're going to be looking at the Psalms. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I love the Psalms because in the Psalms, there's something for everyone. But the most important thing in the Psalms is God is in the Psalms the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the word of God was written, yes, so that God could tell us the stories or the storyline of mankind. But you know, the most important reason why he, he, the Holy Spirit inspired the word of God to be written is so that we could see God in his word, that we could come to know the God of the Bible, who is also the God of the universe, the God of the heavens and the earth, the God that is over in every situation that we could possibly experience. You know, I was blessed in 2013, God began to send me to Uganda, Africa, to be a part of World Trumpet Mission. And in World Trumpet Mission, and I'm not saying that others don't teach it, but one of the things that Dr. John Melinda taught us exclusively was when you read the word from Genesis to Revelation, read about God, see God, find out about his character, his nature, his attributes. More importantly, see what God says about himself, because that's how you truly come to know the God of the Bible. Everyone has an opinion about God. I tell people jokingly, it's like behinds. We all have them, some larger, some smaller, but we all have them. But the truth of the word and who God is, is spoken through men by God himself. So when we read the Bible, the Bible is to cause us to form a visual, spiritually, physically, all of that, of who God is. And in the midst of the storm and in the situation, we can find God. And it begins to bring that clarity. Jed said, you know, and, and I know last week you talked exclusively about David. And we know David was a worshiper. And the Psalms really are. They were sung. And it is about worship. But, you know, worship is from the heart. It spills out of the heart. It's not just reciting a bunch of words, but it is putting the word of God in your heart. So now you come back and repeat to God exactly who he says he is. We don't have to make up words about this great, magnificent God. He is God enough and he's revealed enough to us. Uh, when we look at the Psalms that we covered, I will tell you that I um, just in going from where we were, and I'll tell you that more in detail, just through Psalms 86, I have 235 things God says about himself, 235. And I'm gonna share that with you on tonight, amen. 235. So can you imagine if we did all of scripture like that, God would become greater, larger, mightier, and therefore we would only fear him. We would not have problems with our faith and doubt and all of that because the larger and the greater he becomes, then the more confident and faith we can have in this God. So tonight it really is going to be about you seeing God, seeing God 
and then being able to. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter six, when his apostles, disciples asked him, they said, teach us how to pray. He said, you pray in this manner. And what is the matter? Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hollow means to that it is, his name is holy, but it means to exalt the name of the Lord. It means to expand and to expand upon his name only. It is a technique that you can use to broaden your prayer life. A prayer life, again, should not be about, I have 450 petitions and God, I need you to hear them and answer them. But it starts with what draws the presence of God is when we come in acknowledging to God who we know him to be. The Psalms and all of scripture does that, but in particularly the Psalms. So I'm going to share my screen with you. I want to share with you things that God taught me in order to be able to live the lifestyle of prayer and the walk that I have with God. Most people, you know, and I'm I'm not boasting in any way, but only in the Lord. I see God as greater. I remember I used to be one of those people that I used to walk and worry us to walk and just be so frustrated and all of those things. But as God has gotten bigger because of his word in my life, him saying who he is, and now that word being placed in me, I can come back with the word of God in any and every situation. See, uh, again, to God belongs all of the glory and the honor. We're going to start right here. Now, I want you to look at these questions, and I want you to begin to ponder them for yourself. And in it, it says, who is the God of the Bible? Saints, we must understand this, that there are many gods, amen, with a small g, but there's only one God of the Bible. And I am here to say that, unfortunately, many of our religious backgrounds have come up with another God that is not the God of the Bible. And God is saying to his people, return to me and learn who I am from my word. Amen. And that's from beginning to end. We cannot just pick out portions and say, that is who God is. When we say God is love, I tell you, absolutely is. And we're going to see that over and over and over in the Psalms. But he's also, he's a judge. He's righteous. He's holy. Uh, God says things about himself. And that's what we're going to look like. I want you to ask yourself, do you know, do you see him when you read your Bible? Do you see God beyond the characters? Can you see him beyond David? Can you see him beyond Esther? Can you see him beyond uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Do you see him when you read your word? What does he tell you about himself? Because what he tells you about himself is the truth. And what God says about himself is always in context. It is not abstract. It is never out of order. How do we apply what we know of him to our lives? And how will knowing him more improve the quality of our lives? I want you to think about those things as 
we go through what we're going through. Amen. Now, I also uh, want those that are already decided that they're going to help us because we're in this together. We're learning together. We're growing together. Amen. And God delights in the sound of all of his people's voices. Amen. So he wants to hear you on tonight as you participate in reading what we, the, the Psalms reveal about God as God reveals to himself to us, taking us into a greater intimacy in the knowledge of who he is. The Psalms we shall review tonight are all written by David, inspired by the Holy Spirit. They are written not just so that you can see a man or mankind, but so that you can see the Lord. He is in all the Psalms. They speak, they sing, they delight and rejoice in him. David wrote the Psalms, yes, so that we could see his heart for God. But the most important reason why he wrote them is so you could see the God that David saw. You could see the reason why he had full confidence in God, why he trusted him with his life, why he sought his counsel, he walked with him, he lived with him, except for, as the Bible says, that one indiscretion, and you know it's including Uriah's wife, but everything else, David had an intimacy, he had a knowledge, and he pinned it by the power of the Holy Spirit, revealing this great great God to David and David put it in writing and in a song so that we could sing, we could use it to uh, again make our prayer lives full and our lives full because we would walk in such confidence with such understanding. Now, why did I choose musical instruments and backgrounds? Because again, these are the Psalms and many, many, especially from the Asian community in particular, not saying others don't, but they don't read the Psalms, they sing the Psalms, amen. Now, again, our primary goal is to see the God of the Bible in the Psalms, to delight in him, rejoice in him, and I have fear him in all capital letters. Why? Because we're going to see in these Psalms, God said we ought to fear him. Now, I know we've watered it down and say, well, that means just to reverence him and we're not to fear him. And No, fear means fear. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. When we look in the book of Exodus, when God presented himself to them at Mount Sinai, you know, there was real fear. There was fire on the mountain. The mountain was shaking. There was smoke. The earth was quaking. All of those things. And the Bible says that they fell to their knees and they worshiped. So there is a fear. And we will see in the Psalms that God even says that these things belong to the people who fear me. Amen. And a fear me does not mean that, you know, uh, 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 like when I went to the principal's office at a little girl, but it is a fear. I don't want to do what is wrong. I don't want, I do fear the Lord. And I hope all of us do. He is not common. 
He is not, uh, you know, my counterpart. He's not equal to me. He's not equal to you. Amen. He is one who rules and reigns. He operates in authority, all power, all authority belongs to him. Amen. And he blesses us to be able to enter in to where he is and to be with him, but never think that we are God's equal. We are not, and we shall never be. Amen. Terrence, I know that you're just so anxious to help us out. Amen. If you'll go ahead and read those slowly. And here's what I want everyone else to do as they are being read. Amen. They should be painting a picture and writing it on your heart who God is. It should be stirring something in you so that we can become more confident and assured of who our God is. All of this came from the scriptures. I didn't add anything. I didn't make up anything. I didn't try to figure out, okay, what adjectives should I use? And how do I describe God? No, he describes himself and he tells us about himself in his very own word. Go ahead, Terrence. And Amen. the other thing is, sorry, then I'll let, I did not go in and pick what he says I'm gonna become, who I'm gonna be and what he's gonna do to me. I am, again, tonight we're looking solely at God causing him to enlighten us, to open our eyes so that he can get larger and greater. And here's one other thing I want you to do as we go through this tonight. If you've got a pencil and paper, the ones that resound in your spirit and apply to you, write those down. Now, all of them, write them down. And then you can use them again to grow in your relationship and your intimacy with God. Why? So that when you're pressed, when you're squeezed, other things won't come out. But what will come out is worship. Worship comes from the heart. And worship, the heart declares who God is. Amen. Terrence, I won't interrupt you again. Go right ahead. <laughs> amen. Amen. The Lord is my light, my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. Behold his beauty. Iniqui inquire in his temple. He hides me in his shelter all the days of trouble. He conceals, my, he conceals me under the cover of his tent. He sets me high on a rock. He lifts my head up high above my enemy all around me. He is gracious to answer me. He is my help, God of my salvation. The Lord takes me up. He teaches me his ways. He leads me on a level path. See his goodness is the, his goodness. See his goodness in the land of the living. My rock, most holy sanctuary. He repays according to the work of their hands. He will break them down and build them up no more because they do not regard the works of the Lord, the, the, the works of the Lord, the works of his hand. Amen. Amen. Now, Terrence, you read that. And as you were reading it, you should have been meditating and seeing this God. Now share with us, share with us any insight or anything that it uh, causes or stirs in you. Amen. 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 Um, what stirs up in me is verse 20, 
where he says he will break them down and build them up no more because they do not regard the works of the Lord, the works of his hand. Hallelujah. You see, I just think of this in terms of uh, um, some of the, the works of evil that God really hates. And I know often when 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 we read this scripture, I, 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 I you know, the, the, the desire to want to look outside of, of, of me rather than look in me and to be reminded that God is able to destroy any work that he has not ordained. And so to me, it triggers a desire that if I am to do anything in his name, I must seek his face first, seek his face so that I may get direction from him on how he wants it to be done because he builds them up because he breaks, he breaks the works of evil. And if you don't, if you do anything outside of God, it is not good because God is good. Anything outside of God is evil, no matter how good you may make it sound. Amen. And he will break down those work and he will not build them anymore. Because I believe when you start it, you started on your own wisdom, on your own counsel. And so therefore, it is not the will of God, the perfect will of God. So that scripture speaks to me very, very powerfully that I'm to remember to seek God in his ways, especially if I want to work, if I want to be a servant in his kingdom. Amen. Amen. And then one of the other things we can see is in six, it says, he hides me in his shelter all the days of trouble. God is telling us that we are going to have trouble in our lives, but the confidence will come is that God hides me in the days of trouble. And it also brings in reference to the scripture that says to me, you know, when we look at 19 and 20, I join that with no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Because he repays evil. He repays my enemy according to the works of their hand. He will break down and build them up no more because they do not regard the works of the Lord, the works of his hand. When I seek what God says about himself and what he will do as it applies to me, then I can have confidence. Don't worry. It brings to mind the scripture that says, be anxious for nothing. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Amen. To make all of your ways known to God, we can have confidence that God is with us, that he conceals us under the cover of his tent. Now, when I just think about that and meditate on that, because that's what it means to meditate on his word day and night, night and day, when we can take these simple bullet comments of what God said about himself, meditate on it, again, it begins to build our faith. It builds our courage. It builds our trust because we come to know this God. It takes away anxiousness, frustration. It takes away all of those things that the enemy wants to bombard me with, and we can have a cool 
confident. We can be confident under fire in stress because God is there. And this is the God I serve. This is what God says. And he is not a man. He cannot lie. He's the God of his word. And what he says he's going to do, he is going to do. I-19, I don't have to have uh, seek vengeance from my enemy or someone who hurt me or someone who caused me pain because God says, He's going to repay them. He's going to, which brings me in reminding me of the scripture that he says, vengeance is mine. God gave us his word so that we could walk in such peace. We could walk in such confidence because we walk in him and in his love. And because we know, and God has an answer to everything and every situation. Terrence, we thank you for that. He teaches me his ways. 14, why? My ways are not his ways. And we must allow him to rid us of our ways. And then he teaches us his ways because his ways, like his thoughts, are higher than ours. Amen. All right, Deb, I see you there. Go ahead and read the next ones for us. Thank you. And then like Terrence, highlight the ones that, you know, God highlights for you and then expand upon them, share about them. Amen. Sorry, I was muted. I'm going to close my camera because I got to bring the, the up close to me. <laughs> he has heard my pleading. The Lord is the strength of the people. The Lord is my stronghold. The saving refuge of his anointed saves his heritage. The shepherd, he carries them forever. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship him in holy splendor. His voice is over the waters. God of the glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars, the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and stripes the forest bare. In his temple, all say glory. The ones that really stand out to me, I think are so powerful, is when it says, it says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. And I know that there's times when I hear him speaking to me and I can feel the power of his voice. And, you know, it's... Um, you know, that he is uh, the refuge. And the, one of the first scriptures I memorized after I got saved was Psalms 118 and 14. And it's, he has become my song. My, he has become my strong. He has become my strength. He is my salvation. He has become my, let me get this right. He is my strength. He is my song. He has become my salvation. And I see those words in here so many times. And I see that about him. And I think that is one that just clarifies who he is all the time. And no matter 
where we are or what we are. He's powerful. He's mighty. He's great. He's awesome. And um, I just think that David has captured this so much and so well in saying who he is. And, you know, if you, I don't know, but as I was reading these, I, I just felt the power of him inside of me. And I just, I just, I just love his, I love his mightiness. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly what God wants us to see. Amen. That he is the one that is all powerful. Is there Satan, Lucifer, the devil? Absolutely. But he is not all powerful. And so therefore, don't fear him. Fear God. Again, the voice his voice is over the waters. When I read that, I think about Niagara Falls. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Or if not, maybe you've been to the falls in Hawaii or Jamaica or wherever you've been. And you know the sound of that. But his voice is over the waters, the ocean. When I think of the Pacific, the Atlantic, when I think of all the waters, the voice of God is over. That is power. Our God is all powerful. He's Amen. almighty. The Lord, uh, the voice of the Lord, like Deb said, is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. See, this is the things that should fill your prayer as they're filling your faith. As you are calling out to heaven, the earth, and beneath who your God is, that will settle the matter. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. We don't have a timid God. We don't serve a weak God. We don't serve one that, you know, is that people should not fear, but should. This same God is the same one in Revelation. John, who laid his head on his shoulder when he walked around as a man, sees him and falls to the ground as if he was dead. God is all powerful which means that he's more powerful than anything that rises up against you. And when God gets involved because of those who fear him, that love him, glory be unto God, we don't have to worry. And when I see 41, it says, in his temple, all say glory. I see them all saying glory, glory, glory. So when I begin to pray and begin to declare his glory, I see all of heaven resounding with me saying glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. God becomes more real, more tangible. He's not a fable. He's not a far off distant God. He is right here with us. And he has given us his word so that we can know again, fear him, but don't fear anyone that can just destroy this body, but not your body and your soul, because only God can do that. And when the enemy comes at you like a flood, God raises up a higher standard. And what's that standard? The word of God, you saying who he is in your situation. It takes away all doubt all unbelief, and it causes us to believe. Again, as God gets larger and larger, as we can see him as greater and mightier, the smaller everything else becomes. He is the God of the universe. He created it all. Amen. Thanks, Deb. We appreciate that. 
All right, we're moving on. Krista, would you like to jump in here? Absolutely. God the Father, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. The Lord is my stronghold. He strengthens his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. The Lord draws me. His name is holy. Jesus, his son, his anger is but a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. The Lord is my helper. He turned my mourning into dancing. The Lord took off my sackcloth. He clothed me with joy so that my soul can praise you and not be silent. He is the Lord, my God. He delivers me in his righteousness. Holy Spirit, he is a rock of refuge for me. He is a strong fortress to save me. Indeed, you are my rock and my fortress. He leads and guides me for the sake of his name. He takes me out of the net that is hidden from me. You are my refuge. He has redeemed me. There is so much in this that speaks to me personally. Um, I think personally because of some of the, the things that I've walked through with the Lord and one specifically in losing my daughter and where it says he turned my mourning into dancing. And the Lord has truly done that for me. Um, and so that just, that really speaks and resonates to me. And it's so amazing how, you know, as we journey through life, when we're applying this scripture, when we go through these trials, this word, um, we, we're, put in an, we're put in uh, positions in our struggles and in our trials to be able to apply this, to be able to activate our faith. And for me, that was a moment that my faith was activated, realizing that the word, this particular scripture was true, that God, every word that he has spoken, it's truth. Um, you know, another one that speaks to me, um, the Lord draws me. He's so faithful. He draws his people. He draws people unto himself. You know, he said when his name is lifted up, that he'll draw all men to himself. Um, he is the one, he is the lover of our soul. I love that. Um, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. To me, that's just so encouraging to my heart because regardless of what's happening in our world, in the world at large and in our own personal situations, he is sovereign over it all. He sees it all. And he is aware of what's happening to the degree that he says he's numbered the hairs on our head. Not one falls to the ground that he doesn't know about. And to me, it just reminds me that we can trust him, you know, when we are in his hands. But what you said earlier, Pastor Sylvia, I think is so key. So many of these promises that are given to the saints in the Psalms are tied to the condition to those who fear me. Mm -hmm. and, and I just think to me, as I've been reading these Psalms, as you and I discussed earlier today and yesterday, that's the theme. You know, it's like these promises aren't for everyone in the body. They're to those who fear him and not everyone fears him, you know, but this is the thing. It's that that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so, um, you know, I just I find that to be so key in making sure that these scriptures can be activated for us, that we're truly walking in the fear of the Lord, which is such a good thing, you know, to to fear the Lord, as you said. And it's it's um, it's such a different type of fear than the fear of the, the, you know, fear that we would have in the world because it's a fear that is wrapped in love. You know, Amen. when we walk to him, 
I fear him because I know what, you know, he is right. He's right. And I'm wrong when it comes down to it. You know, if there's going to be a, a debate about anything, it's God's word supersedes anything I could think. And if anyone's wrong, I know it's me. So that's the fear I have of God is that I need to, as you said, work out my salvation with fear and trembling before him, make sure that I am properly applying the word um, to my life, properly understanding it. And, you know, he says, be careful how you hear, because if you don't hear properly, then even what little bit you have will be taken from you. You know, so for me, it's that as well, you know, and that's all um, the fear of the Lord. Like I, you know, like you said, I think what drives us to fear the Lord is that we love him. Mm -hmm. We love him. We don't want anything to hinder Um, our walk with him. We don't want to be hindered in him being able to use us for the kingdom. Um, You know, so it's a fear that I don't want to step away from anything that God would have planned for me because I've just come to learn that everything else um, is not the right path. You know, it's just always going to end up in a mess and he keeps me safe because of all these promises he shields me. He protects me. And that that's for, listen, there's a lot of benefit and fear in the Lord here we see. I mean, I get to receive all of this when I'm walking in the fear of the Lord, which really gives us that place of perfect peace, keeping our eyes fixed on him, knowing that these things he said, he's not a man that he should lie, that they're true for me now, if I'm fearing the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And here's the other thing that I want us to see again as we're doing this is that many of them right now are saying me and my, but that's because God wants us to understand that he is a corporate God, but he's also an individual God. And we can take these and make them our own. Amen. He is uh, a rock of refuge for me. So in times of trouble, when things are going wrong, difficulties, he is my refuge. I can run to him where I know I'm going to be safe. He's a strong fortress to save me. I love 60 because it says he leads and guides me for the sake of his name. I can trust God. When God tells me to do something, and that's the key thing, you must have an intimacy where you see him, you know him, you hear him, and you obey him. I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about God misleading me. Not that he could, because he can't, but I don't have to worry. Why? Because he leads and guides me for the sake of his name. I remember when uh, God began to speak to me and share things with me. And I would say, well, Lord, you know, I I don't know if I should tell them that or not. And he said, you're not telling them that. It's not because you're doing it for me. I had a reputation before I met you. You're doing that because you're afraid of how you might look to them. But I lead and I guide you for the sake of my name. So God is true. And for the sake of his name, he does it. He doesn't do it to build a name for you and I. But he says, I will share my glory with no one. God does what he does to build like when we see in the book of Exodus. He used Pharaoh to demonstrate to the Egyptians and all the other nations that he and he alone is God. 
And that's what God is always wanting to do, attempting to do in you and I is to demonstrate he is the God of our lives and that he and he alone is God. I want to take a moment because perhaps the Holy Spirit is inspiring someone else that would like to share one that has, uh, you know, caused something to stir in you or you want to elaborate on it. You want to talk about it. I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now before we continue on. Anyone? Amen. I think. The one that speaks to me is uh, verse 44 and 45. Um, The Lord is my stronghold. Um, He strengthens his people. I mean, to me, that is such a great um, encouragement to know that that is what God wants to do to his people. You know, um, last Sunday, uh, Psalm 118, uh, I, I I don't remember the verse, but that says that, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. I mean, I think I've I've gone through so many um, challenges in life, Um, whether it be with my family members, uh, my job. And and I I can say that every time I've trusted God, he has seen me through uh, those circumstances. And I think... um, uh, the, the enemy, we are defeated when the enemy succeeds to blind us from remembering what God is able to do for us. Because he recognizes that we will go through some difficult times. And those difficult times, if we are not uh, in God and with God, uh, uh, the devil can easy, easily use that to, to, to demoralize us, to, to, to cause us to, to grow weary in trying to do what is good. But every time that I've remembered that the Lord is my stronghold, he strengthens his people. I mean, that lets me know, mercy, if I am part of God's family, oh Lord, what do I have to fear? Mm -hmm. He says, if you are, if he is with us, who then can be against you? It's just no one, you know, but, um, uh, you know, this verse just, it's, it's, it's it's a very strong reminder to me to always look up to the Lord when I'm faced with various trials and and temptations. He is my stronghold and he will always uphold me. Amen. Amen. And that's a very good point. What you alluded to is, again, the enemy is always attempting to do to us like he did Eve and Adam, and that is, Eve was the mouthpiece, but the second guess, did God really say that? Is that really what God will do? Is is that really, you know, but when we can take again the word of God that tells us by revelation exactly who God is, then we can come back at the enemy with the truth and stand firm in the word, uh, God's word as to who he is. Saints, it's so important that we get the word of God in us and not watered down, but the word itself, why? Because deception uh, from the enemy, waves of it, wave and wave are coming and each of them are getting stronger. God even said that if he did not intervene being the very elect would be deceived. We must understand and heed the warnings. How do we 
combat evil with good? How do we combat the enemy the same way Jesus did in Luke chapter four with the very word of God? He did not battle. He didn't bind. He didn't loose. He didn't do any of that. Not saying you can't do it. But what did he do? He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. You must know what is written about our God, the God of the Bible. And when the enemy comes in, use the word of God to defeat the enemy. Amen. Because he knows the word of God. He distorts it. But you and I must know it. So when the distortion comes, we are able to identify and not fall prey to the lies, but stand firm on the truth. We don't fall prey to fear. We know who our God is. And we become like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they said, you know, O king, live forever live forever. You see, we know that our God can deliver us, but if for some reason he chooses not to, we're still not going to bow down and worship you. You must know your God, who is our God, and how do we come to know him? Through his word, through his word. What God says about himself, that's the truth. Amen. And we must get the truth in us and that truth will set us free, set us free from the lies of the enemy, from the fear of the devil, from the fear of destructive fear of anything, because our God is greater. And there is a lot of propaganda in media, on TV that wants to cause people to fear this and fear one another and all kind of stuff. But the truth is, I'm in him, you're in him. He is greater, he's mightier, he's our strong tower. He is our refuge. He leads and guides us for the sake of his name and he will never lead us wrong, amen. Anyone else out there want to give amen. you an opportunity? Amen. Okay. Um, 54, you clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silenced, amen. I remember when I um, just come to this country and um, because I don't drive and um, we were living in Claremont and then we moved to, to this area. And uh, I was looking the nearest church to attend. Coming from Jamaica, I was going to a Baptist church. So I was looking the nearest church so that my daughter can attend. And um, so we started this Baptist church. But when I went to the church, I realized that, um, you know, nobody wanted to, um, to nobody clapped. You know, and I remember when I when I started singing and I started to say hallelujah, hallelujah, they look at me, you know, and I remember the pastor wife said to me one day, Salome, mind them put you out, you know. So anyway, one day, one one Sunday morning after service, um, I said to the pastor, um, I started to cry. I said, I said, listen, I don't serve a dead God, I serve a living God. And the Bible said, make a joyful night unto the Lord. And I'm here to worship God. I'm not here to worship man. Can I, can I, can I clap in the church? Can I shout hallelujah? The pastor said to me, do what you want to do. You understand? Don't keep silence. Do not keep silence. And from that day, when I'm in church, I, I shout and I clap. I don't really clap low, but I shout and I give God the glory. And, I, you know, and then the pastor is, is so open up now that he started to say hallelujah. And even some of the members, them, 
You understand? Some of them leave the church, and I was wondering if it's because of me. You understand? But I'm not there to serve a dead God. You understand? I'm there to serve a living God. And he's the one that's keeping me alive. You understand? And when I wake up and put my foot on the ground, I have to give him the highest praise. And I have to shout hallelujah when I'm in church. I don't keep silence. They have to put me out, you know? But thank me to God. It's, it's been five years now we are attending that church, and things is totally different, you know? It's not like before. You understand? It's not like before. Because that pastor, he started the church just the same here when we started that church. And glory to God, you know, even on the choir, my daughter is up there. She sing and she rock. And trust me, everybody, then don't even move. But trust me. But some start to, you know, you know, to, to get, um, to open up. To open up. You understand? I know that we don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God who stood high and looked low. He's the one that's keeping us. You know, he's the one that's keeping us. And when I look from where I'm coming from, where God has brought me, I cannot keep silence. I cannot keep silent. I have to give him all the glory and all the praise. You know, so that is my few words. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Praise yeah, well, the Lord. And sister, I'll tell you that I, uh, you're not alone. I've been in places where they looked at me like I was crazy too. And I simply said, I didn't come here for you. I came here for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise be unto God. My uh, mother shared a story with me about my uh, great-grandfather in uh, the church that I grew up in and that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they told him he could not do that that in that church, amen, years and years ago. And he said, okay, they had a foyer. And so she said he would be shouting, going back and forth to God outside in the foyer while they were in the sanctuary. He said, oh, you see, I can't do it in the sanctuary. They said, yeah, you can't do that here. Can he said, okay, you don't know how good God has been to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. When we know who our God is, then we rejoice because, again, worship is a heart condition. It is not a mind condition. It is Amen. not a condition of your lips. It Amen. is a condition of your heart. And when we know who God is, our hearts were created to worship him. Hallelujah. Amen. To worship Amen. him. And worship is uh, worship is an activity. In worship, you cannot sit Still, worship requires a response. Amen. <laughs> Glory be unto God. That's another message for another night. So I'm going to keep on with this one. Glory be unto God. Amen. All righty. Who would like to read for us next? Amen. Come on, somebody. I know you're out there. This is interactive. The Holy Spirit <laughs> be stirring you up right now. And Amen. you're trying to stop yourself from shouting. Glory be unto God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read. Amen. The Lord is faithful. He is God. He hates those who pay regards to worthless idols. He is my God. Times are in his hands. He allows his face to shine upon his servant. His love is steadfast. He has set my feet into a broad place. The Lord takes heed to heed of my adversary. Adversity. He has not delivered me into the hands of the enemy. The Lord is gracious. He turned my mourning into dancing. His goodness is abundant. He has laid it up for those who fear him, accomplished for those who take refuge in him. In 
sight of everyone. He hides me in the shelter of his presence from human plots. He is a rock of refuge for me. He, you hold me safe under your shelter from contagious tongues. He wondrously shows his steadfast love to me. He leads and guides me for the sake of his name. He preserves the faithful. You are my refuge. He abundantly repays the one who acts heartily. He forgives my transgressions. Amen. Amen. And, now, I, I want yes, to let you say that some of these are repeated, but it is repeated because they're still in other Psalms. And I did not, not put them because you heard it once. I put them because you need to know that if God is saying the same thing more than once, he wants you to get it. He wants you to understand it. Amen. And uh, so therefore, you're going to hear some over and over again, because God wants us to know this is what he's saying about himself. Amen. Go ahead, Hortensia. Hortensia. Amen. Um, the one that really spoke to me was uh, 74. He turned my morning into dancing. And um, when I, whenever I think of this uh, verse, um, I just remember how far God has brought me. He really turned my morning into dancing. Because I remember when, my, when we lost our parents, um, how I had to struggle, I had to sell food. I had to cook and sell back in Africa to take care of my little ones and to pay their school fees, pay mine, go to school, make sure everyone was okay, make sure they had a smile on their face, even though we were still struggling. And he turned my morning into dancing by sending me a husband who is supportive, who has been there since day one till date. He's still taking care of my little ones. He's still making sure there's joy in my heart. There's joy in, in, in my family's heart. And there's, there's this smile on their face that I don't think anyone can take away from them because they know God, God sent my husband for that purpose to come and take care of my family, to come and save us, to come and wipe away our tears. And since that day, I won't lie to you, there's been joy in my heart and no one can take it away from me. I don't care what the enemy does. I don't care the attacks that comes our way. And no, nobody can take it away from me because he truly wiped away my tears. And another one that spoke to me was uh, 85, forgives my, trans my transgressions. And truly he has. Because when I examine my life, the things I used to believe in, the things I used to look, the things I used to listen to, I don't desire them no more. And it's because I repented and I asked him for forgiveness from all those things. And he truly forgave me from all those things. And I see a difference in my life. I see the, grow the growth in my life each and every day when I examine myself. I know I may fall one or two times, but I know he's a forgiving God and he still continues to forgive me because I run right back to him each and every day and say, Father, I am sorry for the things that I keep doing that I desire not to do, but my heart, the body, the, 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 the spirit, the, 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 the spirit is willing to do the good things, but the body keeps pulling me, the, my feeling, the things, the things of this world keeps pulling me, but I know it's a forgiving God and I desire to serve him with all my heart for all the things that he has done for me and he's still doing. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing that. Um, 65, he hates those who pay regards to worthless idols. 
God hates those who pay regards to worthless idol. What is a worthless idol? An idol is anything that you exalt and put over God. Anything. The Bible tells us clearly, Jesus said the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and might, and your neighbor as yourself. If there is anything you love more than God, it is an idol and it is worthless. Why? It cannot save you. It cannot deliver you. It will not heal you. And it surely will not be your defender from anything or anyone. God is to be number one in our hearts and in our lives. And we, and he recognizes that because of how we respond to him. Is he first and foremost in your life? This God of the Bible, amen, loves us. But again, as we word, these things and the promises are for those who fear him. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I know also we're at 8.30, I believe it is your time, because I'm an hour behind you in central time. And we want to hold fast to that. If there are those that have to depart at this time, uh, uh, by all means, feel free to do so. But for those that can stay on, we're going to stay on longer. It, there are 235 of these that I only got from the ones that we read all the way up to Psalms 86. There is much more fruit. There is much more in them. So you can continue to carry this on. If you would like to get a copy of my slides, I will make those available for uh, you to have because I hope it will become something personal that you will use. When I used to teach Bible study, I would tell people, take Psalms 91 and make it your own. Put your name in it. And that's what I hope that we'll be able to do with these is that we take it for God is said this about himself and then we begin to utilize it in our lives making our prayers more powerful but also making our walk with God more powerful and more um you know more faithful more trusting more loving more confidence and assurance not in ourselves but in God amen anyone else before we move on to I the next slide uh, number 80 stands out for me. He wondrously shows his steadfast love to me. And, and this is, it's really speaking to me because just on yesterday, well, I'm actually from Charlotte, but right now today I'm in Indianapolis and I came here on Saturday and my desire was to be in church on Sunday. Mm -mm. And I, of course, I didn't know anybody here or how to go about finding a church. And my sister, she, we had to go from one hotel to another hotel and she called for an Uber. And the Uber driver, when he picked us up and was putting our luggage in the car and I says, how, how is your day? And he says, so far it's good. He said, I know it's going to get better after I leave, go to church. And I says, well, could I, could we go to church with you? And he says, sure. And I says, are you serious? We really want to go to church. So the Uber driver took us to his church mm. and it was 
a powerful, powerful service. The worship was just so anointed. The message was powerful and we were tremendously blessed. And after the service, he took us to the next hotel. And I can say God just wondrously showed his love because he knew my des our desire was to be in service on Sunday morning. And he fulfilled that for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's the kind of things that God does over and over again. You know, um, it is amazing. He is truly worthy to be praised. And uh, again, the, serving him in total obedience out of love fear and respect for God because God is so much greater and he blesses us beyond anything we can imagine. Anyone else? All right. Who'd like to read these? God, the father, you covered my sin. The Lord inputs no iniquity in, in whose spirit there is no deceit. The Lord forgive the guilty of my sin. He is my hiding place. He preserves me from trouble. The Lord surrounds me with, with glad cries of deliverance. He instructs and teaches me the way I should go. He, Jesus is son. He counsels me with his eyes upon me. His steadfast love surrounds those who love me. His word is upright. The God of glory thunders. All his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By his word, the heavens were made. And all their hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea as in a battle. He puts the depths in a storehouse. He spoke and it came to to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nation to nothing. If if he frustrates their plans. Amen. Amen. Anyone? Any comments? Any thoughts? Um 90 stood out for me. He preserved me from trouble. You know, God is so good that we can't complain because, you know, many times we tend to do the wrong, but, you know, when we look back and realize that, you know, there's a God, you know, there's a God, he stood high and he looked low and, you know, he's watching us and we know wrong from right. We are, yeah, we make mistake, but when we look back, we said, no, Salome, no, listen, there's a God and anything you do is see, you know, do the right thing. You understand? Mm -hmm. Make sure you do the right thing in God's sight, you know? Because um, we can hide from man, but we cannot hide from God. So, you know, whenever time we realize we're going to put ourselves in trouble, we look up to him and ask him, you know, to cover us, cover us from trouble because um, we, we are nothing, you know, we are nothing without him. We are nothing without God. And he's the one that guides us and keeps us so that we can walk straight and steadfast in his, you know, in his footsteps. That's my few words. Amen. I, I, also, 
I also just want to say regarding preserves me from trouble. To me, I just think of, you know, the, 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 so much that we don't even know that mm-hmm. we thank God for. There's so many things that probably could have happened to us that haven't because of that. He preserved you from trouble. You know, he, he kept that car accident from happening. He kept mm-hmm. person from attacking you. He just, he keeps those who fear him from, you know, we do have troubles, but it's only what God allows and it's only to fulfill his purposes because he says, if those troubles come, it says that the Lord delivers the righteous from them all, you know, so praise, praise the Lord. But there's, but there's much that even though we go through the troubles, we see here that he's preserving us from much more. And all I can say to that is hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you both for sharing. 106 stands out to me. It says the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates their plans. Amen. So in essence, the Lord is saying, it doesn't matter what nation you live in. It doesn't matter what it looked like. It seemed like he is still God and he brings their counsel to nothing. He will frustrate their plans. Amen. God is greater. God is mightier. And just because we live somewhere and, you know, well, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Be who you are in the Lord. Trust God and know God has got it. And let's keep standing for right on the side of God. And God will frustrate the plans of every nation. Amen. Pastor, I'd like to ch- I'd just like to say that I'm having a hard time sitting still here because as we read these, it just it just has really resonated in my spirit. And the one about what we just talked about, the one about he preserves us is I used to say, you know, I should I should not be here. I should be under somebody's jail. I should not have been here with the things that I was doing, but God preserved me for such a time as this. Mm. Amen. 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 He's faithful. Amen. He's the God of his word. Amen. Praise be unto God. Amen. Amen. I just want to shout because he is so good. Amen. 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 All right. Well, we have our next ones with 107 to 128. Who would like to read these for us? I know there's more people out there. Come on out. Come on out. I'll read. Thank you. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. Happy. Oops. Sorry. I'll start from 107. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of the heart of his heart to all generations. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen as his heritage. He looks down from heaven and sees all mankind. He watches from where he sits enthroned. All the inhabitants of the earth. Is there more on that? It goes with 12, 12, and it's 12B. Okay. And I, I guess my screen is, I wait. Yeah, he watches from where he sits enthroned all the inhabitants of the earth. Okay. And I. So well, one, it, yeah, it should be 113, but there okay. was, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I picked up my old slides instead of the final ones, but glory be unto God. I'm going to praise him anyway. It shows you I'm not perfect. He is glory. It's all good. Amen. He fashioned the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. Truly, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his is in his steadfast love. He delivers their souls from death to keep them alive in the famine. The Lord is our help and shield. We can trust in his holy name. His steadfast love is upon us, those who fear him. He is our hope. Our hope is in him. He contends with those who contend with us. He fights those who fight us. He delivers us, the weak. Who is like our God? Great is the Lord. He delights in the warfare of his saints. Wow. A lot of those spoke to me. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I like it, it, it kind of, you know, there's a, a pattern. He contends with those who contend with us and he fights for those who fight us. And then he delivers us the weak. And he, when we're weak, he's the one who has to intercede on our behalf if we're trusting in him. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's like all of those together. Amen. Amen. And see, that's the confidence and assurance that we can have. God said, this is what he will do. This God says, this is who I am. This is my nature, my character. So we don't have to wonder when people are contending with us, we don't have to go there. God will contend with them. When they're fighting us, we don't. He will fight them for us. He will deliver us. Who is like our God? No one. No one is like our God. Great is the Lord and worthy to be praised. We truly have no reason to fear. We should, other than him, we should walk in faith. When things rise up, it helps us to understand why David said, though a troop surround me, I will trust him. I will not fear David saw this God and then he pinned it through and by the Holy Spirit so we could see his God, know his God, trust his God, live for his God and live in his God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. Glory be unto God. He is worthy. And God has got us, no matter how Jesus warned us. And he said in the last days, Matthew 24, he said, lawlessness would increase. Many would fall away and their love grow cold. We don't have to fear the lawlessness. Why? We are in him. He is greater. He is mightier. We don't have to compromise, cave in, or, or become like others. Stand firm, trusting God. God, I will not wave. I will not veer to the left or to the right. I know you have got me. You are contending. You are fighting. I'm going to stand and stand on the truth of your word. And I will declare your truth according to your word to my last dying breath. Because the bottom line is, I'm not leaving this earth one day 
before you say it's time for me to go. Amen. It says he keeps them alive in the famine. Amen. He delivers their soul, souls from death. Who is that for? The ones that his eyes are on, those who fear him. These promises are for those who fear him. Amen. Anyone else want to read for us and share? We can have some repeaters. I, I'm not seeing everyone, but if there's someone else that have not, please jump in. Hallelujah. I will read. Amen. Thank you. God the Father, the Lord's steadfast love extends to the heavens. The Lord's faithfulness extends to the clouds. The Lord's righteousness is like the mighty mountains. His judgment like the great deeps. The Lord saves humans and animals alike. The Lord's steadfast love is precious. We take refuge under your wings. We feast on the, the abundance of his house. He gives us drink from the river of his delight. With him is the fountain of life. In his light, we see light. The Lord continues his steadfast love to those who know him. His salvation is to the upright of heart. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. He delivers me in his righteousness. The Lord laughs at the wicked for he sees their day is coming. The Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless. Their heritage will abide forever. The Lord will not put them to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. But those cursed by the Lord shall be cut off. He makes our steps firm in him. He has redeemed me. Praise the Lord. Um, one, uh, he delivers me in his righteousness, not think not the things that I've done or the things that that I think is you know trying to do the right thing. I am delivered because of his righteousness. His righteousness, that's that just just blesses me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And it's so absolutely true, Annetta. It's not based on our work, our righteousness or our works, because we can think that I, I need to do this. And no, it's his righteousness. What is my part? My, my part is to fear him because I love him, but it is his righteousness that he does it. Excuse me. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's, that's good. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, amen. Amen. See, here's the thing, saints, that God wants us to see. The one that he's holding responsible to do these things is himself. Amen. We have an itty bitty part. 
And really in the scheme of things, to fear the Lord is an itty bitty part when we compare it to all that God says he will do for those who fear him. His eyes are on us and he will do these things, amen. He does them. And the more we know him, the more confidence we can have, the more trust, and then we can walk in him and allow him to be God. God has always been trying since Adam and Eve ate that fruit to show the world that he is God. And he simply wants to do it through you and I. Amen. He wants to do it. And when we know him, then we are able to trust. We are able to live and know I don't have to try to make these things happen because it's not by your power, not by your might, but by his spirit. God knows who he is and he knows what he's going to do and he will do it. We just need to trust him. Jed, did you have anything you wanted to share on tonight? Any comments you'd like to make? Yeah, I, I would love to jump in here on uh, point number 139. In his light, we see light. I was meditating on this today. The Lord was showing me some things about you know, he's clothed in light. He's, he is just surrounded with un, unapproachable light. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about we, you know, human beings, when you, you know, the, Jesus says, let your, let your light shine before men, right? Like a city on a hill. It's, it's not our light, it's his. It's the light from the face of Christ, the glory of God. And men and women, you know, his sons and daughters, we reflect his light. And the Lord was showing me that we're like mirrors. The human heart is designed, and this is the beauty of the Psalms is it gives language to worship that as we worship God and as we we're being conformed into his image, his light is shining through us mm -hmm. and we are reflecting his light and his glory to the world around us. And the Lord was showing me, you know, like in, in the military, they'll use uh, mirrors to signal, right? You know, the light will reflect and they'll do Morse code or they'll send messages and signals through reflected light. And so his light shining through us can, can be a warning. We can communicate to others around us. His light is communicating through us. Uh, his light is a path. Light's the path that we can walk. It shows us a lamp to our feet. Where we, where we put our next step, God shows us by his light. Light, you can take that same mirror and point it at some wood and some kindling, and it'll start a fire, and you can be warmed. You know, passion, heat, comfort. Uh, you can cook food with that light, right? Uh, it's a beacon, like a lighthouse, mm. uh, you know, where it can give guidance and direction um, and just show us counsel and where to go. And it reveals, light reveals what is in the darkness and it gives us discernment. It reveals things that we may be struggling with and helps us to understand what is in our environment around us? And so I was just thinking about light and this, uh, you know, this point 139 in his light, we see light. We can't understand anything apart from God. Every, there's just darkness and there is light. There is no middle ground. And so 
Anything that is light is of God. And if we resist or we refuse the light of the world, Jesus, it will be no wonder that we will stumble in darkness because that is all there is left. If you do not heed his light, all that is left is utter darkness. And so this is the value of going through scriptures, just in letting his light illuminate our hearts with his wisdom and truth. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Pastor Sophia. Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Okay. I, um, 149. He makes our steps firm in him. That so resonated with me, with me, because there are times when, when I want to move forward and I start doubting and, and wondering and okay, whatever. And I become somewhat complacent. Mm. And I know that's not what God wants. That God does not want complacency. He does not want, want us to be lukewarm, but he wants us to, to trust him and believe and move in him. So just seeing this right now, just put a conviction in me right away, right away. Do what I need to do and get it done. Mm -hmm. Do what I need to do and get it done. Bring it to completion. He makes our steps firm in him. And I'm going to walk on that. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. Walk on that. My steps are going to definitely be firm in the Lord. Amen. That his plan manifest in my life. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Jed. Uh, I think that the next one is going to be as far as we're going to be able to uh, get tonight. Uh, and probably I won't ask anyone to read it just to let you glance at it as we get ready to um, close out. I appreciate those of you who stayed and actively participated uh, just quickly. He delights in our ways. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. The Lord faithfulness is to the clouds. The Lord has never forsaken the righteous or their children begging for bread. The Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his faithful one. He will exalt those who wait on him to inherit the land. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. The Lord is our refuge in the time of trouble. He, the Lord helps the righteous and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they put their trust in him. The Lord, our God answers those who wait on him. The Lord is our salvation. The Lord is our hope. When we wait patiently on the Lord, he inclines to hear our cry. The Lord drew me up from the desolate pit. He put a new song of praise to him in my mouth. None can compare to you, our Lord. He has multiplied his wondrous deeds and thoughts towards us. He has given us open ears to hear. Great is the Lord. He is our help and deliver. The Lord delivers us in the days of trouble. The Lord protects us and keeps us alive. The Lord sustains us on our sickbed. In our illness, you, you heal all our infirmities. 
Great is our Lord, and he is worthy to be praised. I'm going to stop sharing my screen right now, amen, so that we can close this out and come back into a time of, um, Krista, I'm going to turn it over to you as we prepare to close out this afternoon. Again, if anyone would uh, like to have the rest of these, it's 235. We made it to 173. Amen. If you would like to receive them, just make your request known. Amen. And we'll make sure that we get them to you. Thanks, Krista. It's all yours. Amen. And so I would like to actually, just uh, for the sake of bringing in the whole family here, um, just look to Jackie. Jackie, if you're able to unmute, could you pray over us as we close out tonight? Yes, I would love to. Amen. Amen. Father God, we bless you. We bless you tonight. And, and our, our group comes corporately as well as independently. Um, soul to soul and our group together. We just want to minister to you, Father God. Yeah. We want to minister and say, thank you, Father, that you are sovereign, that you're immutable, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Lord, you are everything, Father God. You're such a wonderful Father. You're so good, and you've heard the voices of your saints. You hear the hearts of your beloved children. And we just want to minister to you tonight and just tell you that we love you and we praise you and you're a most amazing, wonderful, heavenly father. And Lord, for those of us who don't have good fathers of, of family origin here, doesn't matter, Lord, you're a wonderful father. And for those of us here who have awesome, wonderful fathers of origin, doesn't matter. You're a better heavenly father. Mm -hmm. And we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. And Jesus, we want to minister to you tonight. And we just want to say thank you, Jesus, for everything you have done for us. Thank you for, for what you did for us in, in Gethsemane and the trials and the scourging and the cross and your death and your burial, resurrection. Thank you, Jesus, for your name. We want to, want to bless you and say thank you that you let us use your name, that you let us read your word that you reveal yourself to us through your word, Jesus. And everything we have talked about tonight is all you. Mm. And, and Jesus, we're just overwhelmed. We just can't even, we're, words are bankrupt to tell you how much we love you for all that you are. And Jesus, we, we want to thank you for your blood. We just want to praise you, God, and thank you and minister unto you. And Father, we thank you for sending the promise, your, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. As we come upon Pentecost, Lord, we just praise you for our helper, our counselor, our spirit of truth, the breath of God. We can't do this without you, Lord God. And we just want to minister to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and say thank you, all glory and honor and power, and dominion, and authority, and wealth, and wisdom be unto you, Lord God, in heaven and on, on earth. And Lord, we can't give you anything but our hearts and our worship, but Lord, we, we do. We do give you our whole hearts as much as we possibly can. And Lord, we worship you every way we possibly can. In any church, in any way, Lord, we worship you 24-7, 365. We can just walk outside and just start singing and praising and worshiping you. 
Lord, we want to thank you and bless you, Lord God, for what you're doing here in this earth right now. Lord, what a wonderful time to be in this world, to be your light, to let your light shine through us, Lord God, to reflect your light and your goodness. And Lord, we see you moving throughout the globe and throughout the earth. Lord, we thank you for the demise of the wicked. We praise you, Lord God, that you uplift your righteous. And you say that over and over and over again in your Psalms. And Lord, we just praise you for your Psalms to be able to release our faith into your covenant promises, Lord God. And Lord, we don't know what to pray. We can open up the Psalms and you can speak through us. Mm. Your very voice and your word, your plans and your promises coming through us, Lord God. Oh, what a privilege and what an honor. Oh God, we just minister to you tonight. We just want to close this and wrap this up, Lord God, and just in, in ministering unto you and blessing you and praising you and giving you all the glory and say, you are sovereign. You are El Elyon, Jehovah God, Most High God. And we give you all the praise and the glory. We give you all our hearts and our homes and our lives in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We'll come back next Monday night and want to just continue to encourage you to go to tourofftruth.com for the uh, breadcrumb videos that will accompany the daily reading. It's the videos uh, which are done by Pastor Sylvia, Pastor Jed, or myself. I'm just kind of expounding on what the Lord has given us through the word um, each and every day. And we will continue to meet you back here every Monday night, 730. And until then, we just say be blessed in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. We love you and we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you all. Shalom. Shalom. God bless. Shalom. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye.